Hey, mother. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to Yippie Kaye Classic. All right, guys, we got a special one tonight, and I'm going to let launch right into it. Wojo, let you know what's going on. So, hey, Wojo, take it away. Okay, hi everybody. We've got two special guests this week. I'd like to introduce you to Wyatt McGill and Megan Huber. Wyatt is the writer and director of the movie we're talking about this week called Three Day Weekend. And Megan is a producer on that film. And it just so happens they're also married. So welcome. Welcome. That's Thanks why they're coming. sharing a square like all our married couples do. They all share a square. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, Joe, how did you meet these guys? How did this, how did this happen? I was on the social media. <laughs> He'll cut that. I nope. was. <laughs> Wyatt reached out to me on Twitter. And, you know, I have a bazillion Twitter followers because I built that up. And he sent me a private message and asked if he could be on the podcast. And I said, are you sure? And he said, <laughs> yeah. And, and then he followed. He, I, I have to say you were diligent, which was great. Because we had so much going on and you followed up a couple times and said, hey, just just letting you know I'm here. And uh, so a couple weeks ago, Brad and I watched the film and I brought it up to the rest of the, the cast here and they were they were good with it. And then Brad and I watched it again. So we've seen your film twice now. Wow. Cool. Six day Very weekend. Nice. So I'm going to ask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Six day weekends. So now I'll have twice as many questions to ask, which may or may not be a good thing. Okay. <laughs> So uh, why, why don't you guys give a quick little description of the film and then we'll dive into the trailer and then we'll launch into all our questions and, you know, stuff behind the scenes stuff. About yeah, I want to hear you describe this film. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just wanted to, you know, when you make independent films, you've got to like uh, you've, you've got to make it interesting with the writing because you don't have big stars and you don't have big budgets. So I just kind of wanted to make a movie that that I'd like to watch, you know, something that makes you think and leaves it up to the viewer to fill in some of the blanks. And um, uh, there's always a practical side to it too, you know? So, you know, one location or one kind of area uh, was key. And in film school, you know, there's an adage, uh, tell a story, or show a story, don't tell it. So um, we just took that to the extreme with this. There's an, no dialogue. So that was, that was kind of, uh, the the beginning of it. And the story right. is about uh, a camper, a guy who lives in the city who broke up with his girlfriend and wants to get away from it all. So he drives and drives and drives to the middle of nowhere to go camping and stumbles across uh, something that he has no idea what's going on. Some crazy stuff happening in the woods. All right, let me jump into the trailer. And then yeah, what the hell's going on? Isn't that what they say throughout the whole movie? <laughs> what the hell's going on? I said that about 10 times. I don't know <laughs>
Let me, just, uh, let me ask you guys, how do you feel about spoilers? Do you want us to spoil or not spoil? I think it's spoiler is fine. Yeah, I yeah. think spoilers. Okay. Do it. So we'll, let, it. we'll let everybody know we're going to spoil this. So, um, okay. Yeah. If you <laughs> haven't got, if you haven't watched the movie, hit pause. Go watch the damn movie and then come back. Yeah. We'll wait. Yeah, <laughs> you're here. You know, I, I didn't. How I didn't see the movie again. Go ahead. What? How many minutes is the movie? Because if we're going to wait, I, I just kind of <laughs> I got something in the oven. <laughs> Don't burn it. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the trailer before I saw the watch the film, and I think if I I think if I had seen the trailer first, it would have some things would have made a little more sense. I'm not saying I'm I love the film. I enjoyed the film. I want someone else to dive in and start talking. Uh, well, Joe, why don't you start since uh, since yeah, it was the Twitter since we watched that it twice. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll tell you what I really liked about it. I, I'm big. One of my favorite movies is Run Lola Run. And I also like Memento because I like when films play with the, the concept of time or point of view or, and the first time we were watching this, I remember looking at Brad and saying, wait, what, what, what's going on? <laughs> oh, they're telling it through this person's point of view, you know, and doing that, I thought, I, I just, I just like that in a movie period, you know, so to be able to kind of start to try and figure things out. Because they always, you know, there's an adage, um, there are three sides to every story, yours, theirs, and the truth. You know, mm -hmm. so what actually happened? What was going on? Who was doing what? And I really liked how it, right. in fact, I got chills, <laughs> which I call the chill factor, which means it's, it's there's something to it. So, um, or I'm just cold. <laughs> but I really, I really liked the end, which I won't, I won't completely spoil, but I liked how what you thought was going on was not what was going on. And um, I, I just, the first time we watched it, I was, I was kind of stunned. I, what I, what really attracted me to the movie when you got in touch with me was you said, there's no dialogue. And it's something that I've wanted to write about um, when John Krasinski did a quiet place mm -hmm. You know, and, and having to deal with no dialogue, just I have a friend who um, is a, was a sound person in, in TV and movies, and he would tell me about, you know, how they finally got a kiss sound in this particular movie, and it wasn't people kissing. You know what I mean? It was like a couple sound people kissing their arms with this echo, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, I like thinking about the different elements of a movie. So that's what, you, that's what intrigued me. That's one of the things that got me to say, okay, I want to watch this because I want to see how he pulls this off with no dialogue. And I think it was, I, I liked it. I like things that confuse the hell out of you at certain times. And then you, you know, watching the second part, oh, John, stop. <laughs> I was agreeing. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, like a, I like a challenging story too. And, um, you know, I always love the first third of a movie. That's always my favorite part of a movie when a movie is getting more and more uh, convoluted and confusing and the plot is thickening. And then it's always like, oh, the last third. It's like, oh, yeah, we got to we got to sit here for we all know what's going to happen. We got to go, <laughs> go through the motions. So so that was kind of the goal was to, like, disassemble the parts and, you know, tell it in an order where the last part, you know, it would be confusing all the way to the very end. So, 
Well, you succeeded um, on that because we kept, <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way. We just kept thinking, wait a minute. Well, wait, well, what just happened? And yeah. How well, long did it take you to write? Um, it took me about six months. So I have a little head start on you guys when you're, when you go for the, the gotcha questions, like, but what about the, but what about the, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of noodled on it for six months and just tried to make sure that it only works if it works, you know? So I think like you have to trust us as filmmakers and storytellers that we sort of thought of everything. Um, otherwise it's just a big bowl of spaghetti and you're like, who cares? But <laughs> It together We've tight. watched a few of those on here. <laughs> I think the thing about the, the writing was that Wyatt did not originally write this as no dialogue, but there was so little dialogue that he went back and tried to piece it together in such a way that we could oh. figure out any conversation oh, wow. with characters. How long was the final script? Uh, very short. It was 49 pages, which is, wow. yeah, it's usually a minute per page. So right. movies, 120s, right. but yeah. Because it was all action description, which is really like the most difficult well, thing to shoot. Did, so. did you shoot it with the dialogue that you wrote, or did you go back? You just did you determine later that you were just going to shoot it the way it ended with not a lot of dialogue. There, the, the dialogue was never endingly <laughs> missing because we we shot it with no dialogue. But it's really weird. But when you when you the way that a movie is structured is basically around dialogue. It's shot reverse right. shot. And so when you take the dialogue out, you have no shot reverse shot. Like we, yeah. we had to go. I mean, that's why I love film is because every story has to be told in a unique way. Yeah. But we really like spent a lot of time like scratching our heads and thinking like, huh, we can't do shot reverse shot because no one's saying anything. So do we still do a master shot? Do we? Yeah. And, and so that's where we started determined to like have the camera for the most part, like over the shoulder of the character. So you're, you're really experiencing what the character is experiencing in the story, but you, you're not experiencing anything. You, there's no omniscient point of view. You don't know anything that the character doesn't know. Let me ask you this. Will you, will you create a four-hour version that goes on HBO Max with the talking in there and all the other things? <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, they already took a 49-page script and made it 78 minutes, so I think he's done that already. I don't think, I don't think that's a fair question. Yeah. That's interesting, though, the idea that you don't have protection, like there's no exposition. Somebody doesn't explain what's going on. You can't fake your way. You know, you can't write your way with words out of a scene. So that's tough. That's going to be difficult. I know that's Drew had some questions about the right, the writing and the process, right? Drew, do you, you want to well, ask something about, I have lots of questions, but I know, but but let okay, me first say, say I, right. I really, I really enjoyed the movie. I, I like movies that um, are really, really ambitious and an independent movie that uh, you don't have Snyder cut budget uh, and you pull it off is very impressive. So I, I really commend you for doing that. I kind of th felt like I was watching like Rashomon without dialogue but you snuck in the fact that it was Rashomon. So I didn't really know as I, and it, you know, that's the desired effect. I didn't really know what was going on. So, so for part of the movie, especially with the, the two safes and all that kind of stuff, I wasn't sure if I was watching something supernatural, if I was watching a time loop and that was good. I like that. I like movies that I don't know exactly, you know, that, that are dislocating like yeah. coherence and the endless. And those are all, you know, those are smaller movies that are really ambitious yeah. and succeed. So I, yeah. I, I think that's really kind of an incredible achievement just by itself. But then I uh, also have a lot of questions just about behind the scenes stuff. And I'll ask you one, um, what's it like working together as a married couple? Because you do <laughs> see that in Hollywood, you see, you know, well, the Snyders, you see Robert King and Michelle King, you see people doing that. And, 
I have a wife and I, we haven't worked together, but <laughs> I wonder, you know, that either is the kind of thing that really is amazing or, or really doesn't work. And how, how does that work for you guys? I think both. Sometimes it's amazing and sometimes it really doesn't work. Isn't it a dynamic that the producer is the money, right? The money and the directors always want to do more, more, more. We got to, we got to shoot yeah. this. We got to shoot that. And the producer's like, uh, we don't have the money. And then there might be a little conflict there maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's inherently yeah. A, a relationship that uh, plays two different sides of the filmmaking process. So you have that built in uh, sort of uh, whatever uh, conflict. Yeah. And then also uh, I will say Wyatt is a very practical director. So he, writes practically and is open for problem solving. So that's great. Um, but the, the tough part is when you can't get away from the movies, you know, it's like yeah. morning and night, it's, it's fine during the shoot and it's fine for part of the edit. But when you're talking about three day weekend, like 24 seven, unless you're sleeping, you're like, well, I need a break. You need like a, <laughs> someone yeah. on the side that you can talk to you about like where to go for dinner or something. Um, yeah. Cause filmmaking is all, you know, it's all consuming. And um, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like having a really bad drug habit. Like you love it, but it also, it, it just overwhelms you too, because it's so much work. And there's so many dimensions to it, like uh, you were saying, uh, Sean. So, um, yeah, but, uh, but yeah. And, and then, you know, it, it, it does allow us, though, we like know each other so well and we know how we work. It does allow us, if we try to work with other people or when we have worked with other people, we, we anticipate sort of each other and the work sure. and what's possible. Mm -hmm. right. So I think it, it helps us be able to produce a better movie for the money. So definitely. Yeah. Well, like, and, no you're, and you're protecting each other a little bit too, I bet. I mean, there must yeah. be, you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of stuff that goes on on sets that can be to pull people apart and cause <laughs> yeah. and all kinds of stuff that, yeah. uh, you know, you guys have each other's back. We're almost, we're almost like two producers on the set. I think yeah. because... that's good. You know, we, uh, you're always, you're always on the edge of existential, like chaos when you're doing a, an independent film. Um, it's like, you know, it's like having a dinner party for 12 people on the deck of a ship in the middle of a typhoon always. <laughs> it's always um, have, have any of you guys read uh, The Devil's Candy? It's a fantastic book about making, uh, uh, Bonfire of the Vanities. Bonfire of the Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, uh, the director, what, whatever is Brian, Brian De Palma, he, he says that war, uh, movies is movies are war. And it's true <laughs> when you're shooting, as you know, uh, Sean, it's like, it's always, everything always goes wrong. So, well, but, and you're getting well, pulled in, you're pulled in like financial pull and creative pull. And you got, sometimes you get people looking at you probably thinking you don't know what you're doing and you're getting questioned and, you yeah. know, it's a constant struggle. I mean, I, yeah. I've done TV commercials. I haven't done a film myself, which is why anybody that does films, it's amazing you get anything on the screen. That's always a big, <laughs> it is, it is. Cause yeah. I, the, the, it's, it's hard work. It's super hard work. So, uh, John sitting there in the corner, you're in my yeah. left corner. What you have anything you want to throw in before we inundate them with questions about the film? Well, uh, I wish I uh, saw the trailer before I watched the movie. Cause I would have paid a lot more attention to the clues that you were giving. Because in hindsight, I'm going, okay. But I will tell you this. First of all, I'm, I'm amazed at anyone that gets a film made. So kudos okay. to that. And you won me over. I wasn't sure about this movie, but you won me over 
when the guy was trying to put up the tent. That was so spot on. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so real. (laughs) And uh, I'll tell you, I had some issues with the movie a little bit, but uh, I liked it because it just kept you in it the whole time. You're just trying to figure out what's going on. That alone, I really enjoyed because it kept my attention the whole time. So I really appreciate that. And I I did want to ask you, how much handheld did you do in this? Did you do a lot of handheld? Because it sure looked that way. I think it yeah, was... the easy rig. Our DP was, uh, I mean, he worked hard because yeah. <laughs> he wore that. You know, they were long shoot days. We were outside every day except for like one afternoon, and um, yeah, he had that thing hanging over his. Because it looked like all the running and everything. It looked like you were yeah. shooting at all with that. A and lot of did you shoot it in Minnesota? We did, yeah, yeah. Minnesota. Story. We looked everywhere. You know, it's one location, so we we're looking everywhere for a place the lake that had a sandy bottom with no cabins, which was turned out to be impossible. But I remembered when I was a kid, my parents worked at the summer camp and they ran the candy store. So I called that <laughs> camp, and they let us. It was just after. <laughs> off when you were talking about how you found the location the candy store and then i missed all the after that so if you, I thought you could the, hear everything like no i'm saying once i go back and look at the recording oh. it records everything that i don't know how it does it but it keeps recording okay oh, so great. if you so guys are good we can keep rolling so yeah we're good we're good right, great so how many days did you shoot i think uh it was 17 days oh was, wow um, yeah it was pretty jam-packed we landed everyone landed you know we flew in our talent from um la all of our actors flew in they drove up uh you know we were about four hours north of minneapolis so they drove four hours um and then they were there we were there for about three weeks yeah so it was a jam-packed 17 days and were you guys all like you have RVs and you camped out at that place for the 17 days. So everybody's together the whole time or everyone was together. They have, it was the camp counselor cabins. Yeah. So, um, oh, okay. Meatballs. Yeah, so had, everyone had to share cabins, you know, it was, uh, I don't wow. know. Five, some people had five people, people on the couch. It was, I think it was really fun. It wasn't super fun for yeah. us. Cause we were like up all night trying to yeah. figure out <laughs> for everyone else. You know, there's a sauna there. So they go to the sauna and jump in the lake. And oh, well, <laughs> what, what time of year were you guys shooting? Did I miss uh, that? September. Okay. Yeah. Some, two of the, two of the people on the movie got married. Um, they met on the film. Oh, oh. And if you were younger, it seemed like you had a lot of fun on our film. But for us, we didn't. Taking care of business. So. Any uh, Camp Crystal Lake? Anybody do any Friday the Thirteenth pranks or anything like that? No. <laughs> I had to go to bed the last night because everybody was drinking so much after we wrapped, and then it was, <laughs> it was late and. Uh, I was worried somebody was going to get hurt or whatever. Oh, so just go to sleep and not worry about it? <laughs> so instead of trying to control it, you went to Run bed. Away. Oh, ignorance is bliss. I just, two, two quick geeky questions. You mentioned the, yeah. the rig that the person had for the shooting. What did you guys edit this on? Uh, Carlos Lamas, yeah. Adobe? Adobe Premiere. Premiere? Premiere. Okay. Yeah. That's our that's thing. <laughs> I, just, I just want to know that. Um, anybody round of questions or anything? Anybody? Well, you talked about having the people at the dinner party on the boat. Um, one thing that I did not expect in the movie, because especially when I'm told that this movie has a mystery to it, I don't want to read anything about it. I don't want to see anything about it. I want to experience it. I love the movie, these final hours. 
so Nathan Phillips appearing in this movie was like a really nice surprise. Like he's a wonderful actor. That's an amazing movie. And he was great in this movie. How did you find the cast for this movie? Because this has got to be an unusual script to send out and actors are looking for certain scenes, certain dialogue, things like that. Like how, how did that, how did that work? How did you convince people? Cause you clearly have something to offer actors, but it doesn't look like what they're usually expecting, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, we have a great casting person here in LA, Beth Holmes, and she knows, you know, she knows what we're trying to do. Um, and uh, how did, I mean, Morgan, the, the main character is supposed is pretty funny. He's kind of this clueless doof from the city. So Morgan came in and I think he was, we just got him like that because he was funny and, and I don't know, you know, casting, it's kind of like alchemy. You just, you just, yeah. the way we do it is we, we kind of try to find people that seem like the person in the movie. Um, you know, I mean, do you have an image in your head when you're writing that person? Is there an actor you're thinking about as you're writing it or? No, there wasn't. There was well, maybe you know we have we have we had a film we made a couple years before this one called Four Boxes, and um, our friend Sam Rosen is in that. And I was kind of thinking of him when I wrote it. It's a this is a character that kind of ends up in a lot of my movies. It's just like a a a clueless doof who wanders through all of the stuff going on over here and over there and doesn't know what's going on. but uh so morgan was a great fit and then he uh you know he's on the show in the dark now too so um his talent is being recognized since we made the film so and then who else yeah nathan was a a friend of a friend too Mm -hmm. that uh why it was introduced to and um you know we needed someone that had that sort of scary energy. <laughs> and I was going to say, he's, he's a scary back. person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he was so into it. Like he got his hair cut for it. It was super involved in his wardrobe. Um, Which person had, is that? Is that the dude with the tattoo on his face or the, yeah. uh, the other, other guy? guy. Yeah. Okay. With the, yeah. The, the gun, the gun strapped to his. Chopsy. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So he was fantastic. And, um, you know, same with Scott McDonald. He's he was in Jarhead and just has this sort of big presence. Um, there's an actor. He was very intimidating. Yeah, isn't he? Yeah. I know. Very creepy. Yeah. <laughs> sure, for sure. Yeah, he definitely was creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And then Maya Soyan, she uh, she was amazing. You know, we did a lot of casting. I think for that role was the most challenging to fill. Um, number one because of the dad, you know, sign language, having to know sign, and she did know sign language. We had other um, hearing impaired actors that we brought in for that. Um, some at Skittle, oh, but some didn't have the like physicality to, you know, it's such a physical role. Sure. Um, so we really needed someone that could ride an ATV and look like they belong there. And she right. was amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 T- talking about the physicality. So, so what, what were the challenges? I'm, I'm assuming it was more challenging to direct people with little to no dialogue like what, what were the differences in <laughs> yeah well i mean the big, yeah the big challenge is casting because if you get good people then they can tell that story with their face and if they can't do it then you're you're screwed <laughs> <laughs> but i think we i think we we got a lot of great people and we just kind of let them go um uh yeah, I, 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 I'm trying to think. Like, it was cool. This happens on some of our other films, too, which is always happy, a happy, like, outcome. But, you know, they would, on the van ride up to, from Minneapolis, like, 
you know, the, the, the people in the movie that are friends in the friendly in the movie kind of, you know, started hanging out with each other. And so the personalities of the actual actors sort of like worked out in the movie. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's kind of our thing is like, you know, get a great location that you don't got to, you know, edit out this or that and get good people that you don't have to like try to get a Meryl Streep, you know, change your stripes all the way. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, just uh, try to apply the light hand. So. Yeah. And I think the How- great thing, they really try to apply it, you know, like I think the script um, there's, the script is, it's a smart movie as far as like the way it all, all the pieces fit together. And I think everyone that read it really, respected that and so then why it has that trust to be able to work with them and um bring out their best performances did you have like in tenant when they when they show the behind the scenes of tenant there, there was walls of just how everything related and why this is happening over here did you guys have a wall <laughs> of telling the actor well this is what happened this is what you have to do and you know, was any of that or does everybody just kind of figure it out and you guys are going with it nobody figured it out they just <laughs> They just trusted you. That you all come Wyatt, Wyatt, this was way better than Tenant. Yeah, it is true. Way better. 100%. Yes, it is. I mean, you haven't seen it, but I, I do. Yeah, like, don't waste your time. The film that you want, I mean, one thing to say is you do want to hang through to see what the hell went on. What? Why did I? What was going on? Why did I watch this? It's very satisfying ending because it is. It's answering all the questions you have as you're watching it. Um, so that's you know that that was that was great about it. And yeah, it is a satisfying like, conclusion. So it's tricky, you know, like uh, it's, it's storytelling. I, I know some of you guys are writers too. It's like, well, we could have always supplied more information about what was happening. And so it's a judgment call at the beginning, uh, you, you know, you know, when you're writing it, like, well, if I leave all this out, like having her dig the holes and place the safes, you know, like, are people going to figure it out? And, so, you know, you have to play to your own tastes. Like I, I, I like leaving uh, people to work at it. Cause that is what I feel like is a great movie to me is where you go. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but I guess well, must- I agree. I was going to say, I think you pleased Ralph cause you didn't have a lot of backstory. No, no, <laughs> but it, must be, it must be a hard yeah. thing to do because you wrote it. So you understood, I think you understood what you were, you know, the solutions and all that. So, but you have. I hope a, you understood it, Ralph. What I'm saying, but as a viewer, you know, I don't have all your inside information. So you also have to get me to understand what you understood. Yeah. And that's a hard, that's a tricky line to kind of, you know. Absolutely. Say. It's almost like a guess, you know, because yeah. definitely could have given more, you know, and filled it in. But if, if Michelle said you, you don't like the backstory. I don't like backstory either. I don't know why when you watch an action movie, you have to slow down for 10 minutes and play the piano. <laughs> and ever since I left, uh, I've never been in love before again. <laughs> we talk about it all the time. The difference between uh, taking the Pelham 74 and the new, the new Pelham. Oh yeah. You had no backstory with Walter Matthau with, uh, with uh, Washington. You knew everything. He's supposed to bring the milk home to his wife. He's got the two daughters, right? It's just like, I don't need that. He's it's had no the reason. previous corruption issue. I got the corruption thing. Like, yeah. I just so, care more about it. Yeah. So well, and, when, yeah. and when a whole movie is spoon fed to you, you know, one of the things I liked about your film is it's, it, and, and the guys, you all will get this. You, you, you have to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Like if when we were first watching it, 
If somebody had to go to the bathroom, you had to pause. If somebody wanted to get a snack, you had to pause because you have to pay attention to it. If you don't, you know, you don't know what you're going to miss. And that's what I like about movies. Mm -hmm. It's almost disappointing when you can kind of watch a movie and clean the living room at the same time. You know, (laughs) thinking is my... Not that we would ever do that. I mean, we stop teasing Tenet. We stop picking on Tenet. My God, I mean, it comes up every podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I really appreciate it that you didn't insult the intelligence of the audience by giving too much, particularly it is a mystery. I think, you know, maybe some of the people here were correct that they would have looked at the film differently if they'd seen the trailer first. But mm-hmm. I, I really think you gave all you needed and you could only do this in an indie film like you made. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you finance self-financed this. You didn't go through a production, real production company mm-hmm. or anything because no one would ever let you get by <laughs> without, you know, explaining more of it and making yeah. all the characters more likable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Congratulations on this film. Um, but you you were not insulting my intelligence at all if you would have just had a little bit more uh a little skosh more blood information a scotch a scotch i love it well, again, Debbie, I, let me ask you, did you see the trailer before you watched the film? No, no we did not see that. No. I, I just, I'm not saying that you have to, but it does make you kind of look at it and go, oh, I got to watch out for that. Yeah. Okay. Everything becomes important. I mean, it wasn't, you, you kind of, once the map thing came up and the, the map, you realized, okay, this is, you have to kind of figure out geography, where people are. And right. it, it causes you to kind of sit up and pay attention a little bit. I would have right paused now. the notes. Every time they showed the note, I would have paused it so I could read it. <laughs> right. A lot came out of those notes. Yeah. In hindsight, I went on a question and answer site about this movie. <laughs> and they were asking all these questions about certain things that happened. And they and people gave the answers. And it was really interesting. So it makes me want to watch it again, knowing what wow. I know now. You know, the, 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 the little weird trick, the double hole, the two holes, the two safe holes. Yeah. That was a little bit of a, yeah, you know, you kind of threw it off a little bit because there was no obvious two holes. And I'm trying to figure out that guy is buried under there. How come they're not seeing him? Right. And then they <laughs> yeah, realize it's the two holes. So I assume they had been inverted. So I mean, yeah, but it's again very satisfying when it all kind of unraveled and you realize uh, the ultimate yeah. point, what ended up happening. Oh, and so. when she pulled the cameras out, you yeah. know, I thought, oh my god, that's so genius. You know what I mean? And then I like the shot where she's got the camera in her jacket and yeah, is running, running. Yeah. and you see it with the zipper on each side. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a really cool shot. I have one quick question because I, I wasn't sure. So when she's sitting on the bed at the end, when you're sort of getting, yeah. you know, and she's looking at the thing and she's written this note to her daughter in case blah, blah, blah. And she's blah, got blah. this restraining order. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the restraining was she restrained the guy i think the guy with the tattoo on his face yeah that's her but then how did she well i thought of that but then how come she said meet me oh well she said meet me because he was the one that made her deaf right he made her deaf let me tell you that was kind of weird when he pulled that thing off and had her fate like tattooed i was like 
Oh, that's really horrible. Yeah, we're in a good way. Added to the creep factor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, face tattoos, that's a real career choice, you know. That's awesome. On top of it, it's a prison face tattoo, so it's pretty yeah. Yeah. So, Did you think of getting Mike Tyson for that role? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how important it is, but I mean, yeah, it, they they're kind of married, actually, or he kind of kidnapped her, and yeah. it's uh, definitely clear that it was him that was causing her trouble, and I think made her. Well, death. it I says he the, he made her death. Yeah, right. was he also the father of the of the child? No, he wasn't, because he's been locked up for nine years, and the kid. Oh, is that's right. oh okay. how old was the kid? She's younger than nine. Life, she was, I think, four or three. Yeah. Oh, so she was messing around on him. All right. There's a couple specific (laughs) questions I I want to ask. But, but Drew, do you have anything you want to, any any questions about the film or anything else you want to ask about before we? Yeah. I mean, like I said before, this is such an ambitious script. So you write the script, you find the last lake in Minnesota, you shoot the movie, (laughs) then you go to the edit, which is my favorite part because you get to sit in the dark and eat candy. And that's where the story, (laughs) that's where the story really, it's like, now this is the story that we're going to tell. Like you believed in the script, you believed in that. When did you know this is going to work? Did you always know from the beginning when you wrote it? There's there's no wrong answer to this question. I'm just genuinely curious. Is there a a part of the process where you go, I I think we're going to pull this off? Was there ever a point? I think it was pretty it felt pretty close. Like you're up there in the woods just shooting people running around. You're like, is yeah. this ever going to be a movie? Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Listen, but I've my, been. I actually get... storyboards everything. So, yeah. you know, every oh, okay. shot that we shot was storyboarded. Like it's a binder. Oh, wow. He walks around with a binder that's filled with everything and organizes every day for what our shots are and crosses off. So, you know, we knew what the movie was going to look like and be like. But it was about how the story was going to be able to be communicated to the audience, I think. Well, again, you're super close to it. And in an edit session, when everybody's there, you guys all get what's going on. But the perspective, like what a regular... Now, I don't believe... You guys probably didn't do, like, focus group screening stuff, right? Did anybody? Did you do any of that with an independent film? A little bit, yeah. A little so, bit? Yeah. Well, so. Wyatt, along those same lines with our movie, people enjoyed it once they figured out what they were looking at. Yeah, we were using we were in a ton of film festivals Uh and every festival I would attend wherever it was in the country. And we would gauge what people are reacting. And we recut the beginning of the film four times in order to bring people into it earlier. Now, is that just by watching them, Sean? Did you talk to them after you saw it? Just by watching them. Yeah. You you could tell because there's a lot of comedy in the movie. Yeah. And if they were laughing at that means they understood what was going on because okay. it wasn't like obvious humor, you know, but we could tell when people got in, you could just sit in the audience. You could see now they're in it. You yeah. can see when someone's going. And, yeah. Wow. And we were constantly trying to bring that threshold earlier and earlier. Yeah. And finally, one of the people of you did um, director Barry Levinson looked at the film and he looked at it and he said, just, sh-, he oh, goes, show the robbery <laughs> in every angle. And here's the cool thing about Barry Levinson, because he wouldn't expect this. He goes, look at the title sequence of Dawn of the Dead, you know, the remake. Yeah. With the Johnny Cash yeah. song. And he goes, make your opening like that. Everything gritty and show it. Make it very ugly so that people get a taste of what they're looking at. 
and then started. And that's exactly and zombies. working up. <laughs> zombies but, you know, are always good in a yeah. movie. <laughs> well, the conceit of this film is fantastic. I mean, yeah. this, you know, the, the idea of stories overlapping and going back and seeing from different perspectives. It's just, it's a, it's a nice conceit. I love I always, that. I always, yeah, but I, I want to say one thing too. I why? I did not realize the movie was a mystery until he went into the car and got those pictures and didn't, and the camera didn't see what he was looking at. I'm right. like, he's withholding. This is a mystery. You know, <laughs> right. showing yeah. everything else. He's right. I have yeah. to get to my, I have to get to my one bone pick about that scene. Okay. 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 But to me, that's okay. what I'm I sorry about this. I'm sorry I have to do this. You got to do it. We're, we're okay. ready. I'm a big Polaroid guy. Okay. I own okay. Polaroid cameras. <laughs> no way, unless you got okay. shot a zillion times, there's no way to get perfect exposures of Polaroids like that that are going to line up exactly. You're going to have one with a big white flash. The thing's going yeah. to be cracked. So I, what's the trick there? Did you guys fake those? Those are fake. Come on. Yeah, well, I, I'm also a big Polaroid person. Um, and so this was my old Polaroid camera from right. like when I did continuity like when I was 20 years old. Okay. And um, it still had film in it because you can't really get film. So you yep. take the pictures and it wouldn't work at all because the camera, right. I don't know what was wrong with it. But then we had, uh, those are basically like paper printouts of oh. the pictures that we then like. Oh. I do it. There's no way. Yeah. You can buy a Polaroid film, by the way. Maybe she was just better at it than you. No. <laughs> That's the beauty of Polaroids. Polaroids, each one is different. So, uh, but and that was Sean's so off the podcast. Yeah, yeah, thanks so for explaining that. I, I can now rest easy. So, uh, And by the way, you can get Polaroid film. They're, they're making, well, they're making Polaroid, Polaroid cameras. Again. Impossible yeah. projects. Been making it for a few years now, and uh, yeah. I've got them for my right. cameras. And yeah, you can still. See uh, why, I have a question for the sequel. I have a Friday question. Weekend. Why, one of the hot topics on the uh, message board that I was on was <laughs> at the end of the movie when she was in the boat and she had her back to the guy. Yeah, and, and she and he shot her. She responded like she was looking at him, and that was yeah. the complaint. And the message boy that they said she should have been facing the other way. That's the only way she would know because she's deaf. Yeah. Yes. Do, do you, I mean, is that something that in hindsight well, or do you have an answer for that? Because I want to write it on the message board. We talked, um, you know, at a certain point, you let your actor go sort of. And, you know, Maya and I talked a lot about um, not that part, but. Remember when Ben's car first shows up and she's at the back of the trunk, trunk of her car and all of a sudden she like looks back because she hears him coming. And we determined that, you know, it was like this disturbance or, you know, it was like vibrations. So we talked about it a lot and we shot that part before we did the boat stuff. So I guess I kind of let Maya go in terms of like, well, you know, I, you know, she's, she's a solid professional. She's an amazing actor. I think like mm -hmm. she could tell all this stuff with just her face that was going on in the script. And so, um, and I guess, you know, this is, this is up to you to decide it's, it's out of our hands, but at a certain point, like she, you got to trust that she has this whole story worked out. She's the director of this story. And that she's got it worked out. So maybe she's peeking through her hair or, you know, she has a she has a way of seeing when the gut when the blank goes off. Um, OK, White. So I'll let him know that you're really not sure. <laughs> I totally get it. You gotta get totally, yeah, are you talking about the long shot when she gets shot in the back? In the yeah. long shot? 
Because she's not facing him. Oh, right? I see. How would you know when that's right? right? And, and something, the blood, the fake blood is in her it. back. I get it. Well, she figured it out. Uh, well, so, but so maybe she, my answer was she's not completely deaf. She could hear the shot go. Yeah, I was about to say, most deaf people are not totally can It's not totally silence. You know, it's well, but she was a hearing person before he whatever he did. To yeah, that's right. At one yeah. point. So, right. Listen, that's Ralph, it's it sounds like Sean has shot at a lot of deaf people. So I guess we'll have to trust <laughs> his experience about this. Okay, I got one. No judgment. No, no, no. This is not a This is hilarious when they're completely deaf because it comes as a total surprise. This is a question, right. not a nitpick. The OK, I saw the balloon come up. I guess that's where the safe is. Yeah, connected think, to the right? safe. The little toy that ends up in the water. The, yeah. like, it's a daughter's toy, I guess. Right. Was yeah. that also tied to the boat to know where the boat was, or was that just floating because it no, came out it of the boat? in the boat, right? Okay. It was in the boat. Okay, so, it, so the, yeah. the balloon is the one that – I know the balloon was the safe. I got that. But I thought maybe that boat was sort of signifying yeah, where no, the, the – It's just a symbol, like, for, uh, you know, that that her daughter's life has risen to the top, and this uh, other boat, the bad guy, is sank to the bottom, and – not backstory, I, but symbolism. I did well, like the I'll timing honest, of the balloon I coming up. I thought the, the timing of the balloon was great. Yeah, I, I didn't it, know that the balloon was with the safe. I, yeah. I totally missed that because I assumed that the safe she had in the boat was the fake safe. You know what I mean? And she oh. was drawing him out. I, I just, I totally missed that. And you so saw I it need twice, to to that board, John. <laughs> what? You watched it twice. Oh, <laughs> shut up. I mean, come on. <laughs> Bojo, you should watch Jaws. It's like the barrels. Wyatt, did you did you have to cut anything out that just broke your heart to cut it out, or was this the movie that you wanted? This was it. Um, yeah, like Megan says, I we have storyboards, so like everybody's always shocked, but we always we never have extra shots. So nothing just, extra. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. How was that? That happen? last scene, I was expecting some conversation. You know, you hit you, you hit us over the head with what a weekend. I'm like, oh god. Okay. <laughs> I thought they'd uh, I thought they'd have yeah. some kind of what was gonna. I was curious about what happened to those two. Did they yeah. end up together? You know, you what mean I mean, after the fate of black, what's the what's the story after? Yeah, like you know, uh, any anything about that? Because he was like you said, he was such a doofus. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he, she saved LSAT. his life like three know. times, and he's asking her, "Are you okay?" And she she's set the whole thing up. And, he's clearly smart, and, and she's getting the um, the um, what are they called? The ear cochlear, like, implants. cochlear implants. Yeah. So yeah. as soon as she can hear, and as a lawyer. She's yeah. done with Ben. Yeah, <laughs> well, Ben yeah. screwed up her whole yeah. plan. Ben was, yeah. you know, he messed it all up for her. I mean, that, you got to right. figure. Yeah. She's planned yeah. this thing for nine years, and all of a sudden this guy comes in, can't build a tent. She He's kept doing this. Dry crackers. <laughs> is out of gas. You know? The dry crackers were what were dry. The, the dry crackers he was eating. Was just dry with the cheese whiz. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Putting that yeah. tent I together. I love how he always is trying to save her. Never did. Yeah. I also so. like at the beginning before everything really happened. He's sitting there and he's cracking. He's very like with pinky up. He's like it's like he's you know oh, getting ready to pick up a cup of tea and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. one with nature very in relaxed. his half built tent. But yeah. you yeah. you had us from the beginning when when um when the character Ben is trying to set this tent up 
and screwing it up, I mm. said to Brad, oh, this is so realistic. Mm. And yeah. then when he pulls out the thing to pump up the mattress. Oh, yeah. he's, <laughs> he's blowing into it. That was yeah. funny. I mean, that's so <laughs> that typical. That's that's something that would really happen, you know, and, and it was really- and I, That's based yeah. on real life. We're really not the camping type. We we have the, like, 40 40- Oh, that's you guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I mean. You, meet, uh, you met Megan in the back of the that trunk? That was so real. Oh. That's so funny. Sean's idea of camping is what, Sean? Is uh, dressing up like Oscar Wilde and singing no coward songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. my my idea I of camping so. is a ho- going to a hotel that doesn't have room service. That's about as close as I I'm get. It, yeah, yeah. I I just no. Yeah. I I don't want to camp. I have no desire to camp. I yeah. I went with Girl Scouts, and that was enough. Nice. Well, um, it has all those mosquitoes, right? And those little insects that bite you. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was wild. Yeah, I bet. yeah. We got, we actually, you know, we're from Minnesota, so we know when to shoot movies in Minnesota. And <laughs> the, the first day we were there location scouting, it was just clouds and mosquitoes. But then by the time <laughs> we started shooting three days later or something, um, they were all, they were gone. There, so yeah, there's like a window for shooting in the woods in Minnesota when it's ideal. So how long has this film been out? How long you guys been? Uh, you, what you got any projects going on now? What's what's happening now? Yeah, we premiered on three day weekend last year at Cinequest Film Festival, okay. which is uh, last March. And actually, we got our first screening in, and then they shut down the festival. So we oh, missed. Oh wow! Our, um, <laughs> what a hard um, time to get a movie released. Yeah. I had a book out in July. Kill you know. I wouldn't say uh, yeah. I know, and then it terrible. it has been crazy, and then it um it launched on Showtime this past fall, oh. and so it's oh you made Showtime that's excellent yeah yeah, yeah. they don't take many films especially in this budget range right um, so, yeah. Yeah. well no you know what it looked like a real that didn't look like a cheap film you guys oh, no, did. didn't. Did a yeah, nice job with the, the money with, on it's technically it looked fantastic no really it looked like a nice Thanks. you know. That's- um, that's great. Well, well, you see you some said, of these independent films, and they look independent, right? They look really, yeah. you know, scratchy. Yeah. And this, I think this, that's this the benefit nice of being a little older and making films is that you have mm-hmm. these relationships with people that yeah. are, you know, professionals. And yeah. um, they want to work with you because it's exciting to work on a feature film with people you like. And yeah. it's about building those relationships and having um, people that really know their staff mm-hmm. working on your projects. So awesome. we're lucky that way. So true. Yep. Uh, Wyatt Megan, what did you learn from making this film? Um, what did we learn? Anything? We can't learn anything anymore. Never shoot in the woods again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I learned, um, like for production, production-wise, uh, how beneficial it is to all be together and create this mm. like, vibe on the set. It was critical. It could have gone so south, so fast, you know, with all these <laughs> like anything could have tipped them over into like this job sucks. Um yeah, Megan is a professional. <laughs> she she really like uh makes it possible because she's so experienced and any number of things could have like swamped the production, like the fact that there were no stunt people <laughs> on this on this movie and all the actors were like, so no stunts doing our own stunts. And you're like, you're going to to drive an ATV. She learned it. She had never driven a speedboat. Um, right. So, yeah. so that, jump, that jump into the back of the truck, he had to do himself. He's, 
Yeah, we, we did it in pieces. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Movie magic. All right. Yeah. Still, we got to jump in the back of the truck, right? I mean, that had yeah. to happen. Yeah. Yep. Well, sure. I have I have a question. I don't have to tell you two as avid fans of this podcast. I'm sure you know that yeah. we uh, <laughs> we bring movies to share that that we love. Oh yeah. Um, or that we loved the first time we saw them 20 years ago. Now we feel differently about them. It, it varies. Yeah. But, Spitfire girl. <laughs> but, so, so I, I don't even mean like, what's your favorite? Who influenced you? What, what, what are the movies that, that you, that you like that, that you think this is, this is the best kind of storytelling, filmmaking, whatever it is. What, 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 what are the ones that really made an impression on you? I don't know. Like when, I mean, um, do you know the movie La Samurai? The sure. Like, no, no, that, yes. That's kind of like this this movie. I mean, in a vastly different uh, scale, but uh, that has very little dialogue, and you just watch the story and it and it unfolds. But um, mention the the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead. I mean, that is an incredible. Like, that's what you're always trying to do in movies, right? It's like, what the is happening? Oh my god, <laughs> coming at, at us next. So that, you know, what you're trying to do is get the audience to be on a ride that they don't know where it's going, you know. And um, it's, it's not easy to achieve at all. Like, it's only, mm-hmm. been, it's only been done about 12 times in history, I think. Like, you know, yeah, did you watch you know, all the, like, uh, did you pick, like, uh, The Devil Knows, Before the Devil Knows Your Dead is one of these, too, where they show a scene and they backtrack and show it from three different places. Oh, yeah, yeah. You mentioned no, I, I love that. I think it's in Pulp Fiction, you know, yeah. too. Uh, yeah. uh, the 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 Mystery Train by Jim Jarmusch. Remember mm-hmm. that one with the? Oh, I loved Mystery Train. That was my favorite film the year it came out, like yeah. 1990 or something. And they did a great thing there that I couldn't quite figure out with this story, but you know, they would have one day, one night turned into the next day, and then that day became night, and then you heard this gunshot, so you... Yeah, it was the gunshot. The same day, but you didn't know it was the same day. It was a, it was a different... It seemed like the next day, but... That was such a masterful film. It so, is so, do you go and write something completely different after this intricate cube thing that you built? You go and do something like a romantic comedy? What's the... How do you... I was going to say, a rom-com in French. Right. <laughs> Actually, it, yes. we just did a rom-com. Yes, it's premiering right now. <laughs> Where is it premiering? Uh, Cinequest Film Festival. Oh, right now. Nice. It's called Hollywood Fringe, and um, oh, my nice. host for that as well. So It's kind oh, of... Uh, it's got a little bit of the uh, uh, complicated <laughs> stuff in it. It's a, it's a site-specific play um, that people are putting on for the fringe and like, I don't know, a, a, a site specific play is like a play that actually takes place in the place where it would take place. And then you bring the audience into a high school or whatever. Oh, um, I see. So it's another kind of uh, meta meta story, but mm-hmm. um, it is a comedy. Did you shoot it during COVID? No, we shot it uh, right before. Yeah, so we got in under that. We haven't shot anything during COVID. But COVID has affected us in terms of we've never, we've almost never seen either one of these two films with an audience. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, kind of crushing. So, yeah, yeah it's, terrible. And, yeah. And it's true that you do learn when you watch with an audience, like, oh, now they're into it right now. Yeah. They're, they're into it. But, you know, we've all, we've all suffered in some way. Yeah. For some <laughs> yeah. You know why? One thing that was funny about our film because it was also a mystery is that um, 
people would always say they figured out who who did it. They said, oh, we, I figured it out. But if you're like sitting in the audience with them, you'll say, you'll hear them say, he did it. She did it. He did it. He did <laughs> right. It. Everybody. And eventually they're going to guess it right because they did yeah. guess that person, but they guessed everybody else. Right. And the director of our film was like, they did not figure it out. They just, they were just guessing <laughs> You know, but I tell you, yeah. I, I can imagine your disappointment in not being able to see this film with audiences yeah. and see them get into it. And to me, really, that aha moment was when um, he when the, you showed those Polaroids. But then there was another thing. I think it was when um, the um, crossbow or the bow hit the thing. And I think I turned to my wife and I said, there's more than one guy. You know, this isn't all the nice. same person. Because nice. you know, it was sort of like once I figured out that you were withholding information. I was, you know, suddenly it sort of like kicked my mind into look at the uh, film at a different level than it was. Yeah. And I'll tell you another film I really liked that I don't know if you saw it. Did you ever see Primer? Yes. Primer, we talk about every he day. He says the word Primer every day. It's really true. <laughs> <laughs> message boards on Primer. They're all like, you made, like your film. They're message boards where people try to explain what happened. But to me, yeah, prime a film like Primer and doesn't necessarily need to be explained. I yeah. mean, it was a film they shot for five thousand yeah. dollars, and everybody yeah. in the film seems to know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. so it doesn't matter whether we understand it; it's only that they understand it, and we're on this journey with them. Yeah. You know? So this was, in a sense, your film reminded me of Primer, and Primer <laughs> is sort of a backwards, forwards in time because you don't really know because at that the characters, well, there's lots of the characters, they, they don't even know where they are at any specific moment or where they are in this cycle, you know? So I, I really enjoyed this film. I really liked, you know, it's a very bold step to take a perspective film like this. And uh, I'm very glad you got on um, Showtime. You know, in the case of our film, they people loved it in the festival circuit. The mainstream people didn't have the patience for it. So I hope <laughs> Uh, well, do you, do, Megan, do you guys we'll like do Young Frankenstein? Do you guys like Young Frankenstein? I do. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've got over 14,000 hits on Young Frankenstein for some reason. I don't know why. Everybody thinks they go to the movie. They get, they get pissed off. They go, get to the movie already. Stop talking. <laughs> Sorry. We're going oh to change the podcast name to Young Frankenstein. We're going to <laughs> You've been uh, dying, Mother Frankenstein. All right, we usually uh, call Megan. Right, we're going to call this film three-day weekend, watch, and then in parentheses, you know, like Astros Astros, watch for free on YouTube. So don't be surprised. So we'll get a lot of hits. But a lot of hits. Yeah. Right. I love it. Free yeah, well, look, we can't, off, listen, but, we, you know. We, first of all, we can't thank you enough for reaching out on the Twitter to Woj Show. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Getting on the podcast. I mean, did you actually watch one of these shows? That's how you yes, got it. Was it just we watched multiple episodes? Whoa! Oh, oh, my God. You still came on. Wow. We should have them one every week. We must want some PR wine. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Uh, and thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, this we, was we great. Love it was the, really uh, fun the inside baseball uh, stuff about the yeah. film. Um, it's always nice to talk to filmmakers who actually get and when things your next done. film's out. Hit me up on the Twitter. Yeah, the Twitter. <laughs> we'll we'll get you back on. on the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, again, name that that new film that you just put out. Or that's out. Hollywood, it's a, Fringe. It's a, Hollywood Fringe. Hollywood yeah. Fringe. Okay. Yeah. And uh, well, come back anytime. Time too, yeah, and Michelle, I really appreciate you uh, organizing this whole thing. So. I just sent an email. <laughs> I mean, it took so long. I had storyboards and I had pitches and 
Ralph, Ralph is really the one who makes the magic happen. Okay. Yeah, so let's Ralph, just call it's it. It's a lot of work. You yeah. must realize how much work. work is put into this podcast. <laughs> He's had to watch about 16 movies Ralph. this weekend for all his podcasts. So this was. <laughs> well, I think it's actually nice. pretty slickly uh, produced. So they oh, have to still I appreciate it. Not just saying that. <laughs> hey, Megan and Wyatt, I want to Listen, say. Wyatt, it's an intricate story that I put together every week, and I try to direct people where they need to go. And I, all no. kinds of hidden pieces. You should you see know? what's on my wall, yeah. all these lines to whatever thing going on. It's all, <laughs> no, it's a piece of cake, and I love doing it. I wouldn't do it if I didn't like it. So, <laughs> I, And it's great It's great meeting people like you guys. I love I love to talk about the film, and uh, I hope other this people see it because we're doing Is it still on Showtime? Is it still up there? Yeah, we watched right, it today. So we got to. That's a streaming service, isn't it? Show, a Showtime yeah. anytime? Yes. You can okay. watch it on Showtime anytime or else you can rent it on Amazon too. So. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, so, thanks. Well, we hope, thanks we hope it gets on. some good play. Yep. Thank you so much. This has been fun. Thank you, thank you very guys. much. We'll have you on again. You guys are great. Okay. Appreciate it. Good luck. Good luck with the filmmaking.